Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, March 24th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. PlayStation is lowering download speeds in Europe. Konami is pushing back on Silent Hill rumors. Photo Mode is not PC exclusive for Death Stranding. And I have some early impressions for the upcoming Control DLC, The Foundation, which is coming out on Thursday. Sony is limiting PlayStation Network download traffic in Europe to help preserve access. Sony Europe released a blog this morning about its intentions to help quell internet traffic in Europe. Sony wrote, Sony Interactive Entertainment is working with internet service providers in Europe to manage download traffic to help preserve access for the entire internet community. We believe it is important to do our part to address internet stability concerns as an unprecedented number of people are practicing social distancing and are becoming more reliant on internet access. Players may experience somewhat slower or delayed game downloads, but will still enjoy robust gameplay. We appreciate the support and understanding from our community, and they're doing their part as we take measures in an effort to preserve access for everyone. This is disappointing for gamers, but I I think it's the right call, and it really amounts to a minor inconvenience. The one thing we arguably have right now is time. So if it takes a little longer to download the latest update to help improve the larger internet, then it's probably worth it. This blog posted this morning, but ironically, the ex-CEO Kazharai parody Twitter account, which wavers in and out of retirement, but is pretty consistently hilarious and worth following, tweeted two days ago, Netflix has restricted bit rates to limit the demand on networks caused by people staying at home due to COVID-19. I can announce that we have taken similar precautions with PSN download speeds, except ours started over a decade ago, which you got to give it up for that tweet and that account. For whatever reason, the PlayStation Network has just always been exceptionally slow compared to other platforms. I have no idea why. I'm not an economist. Konami pushes back against Silent Hill rumors. In recent weeks, rumors surrounding a potential reboot of the Silent Hill series, with some of the original creators involved, as well as a revisitation of Silent Hills, the cancelled Silent Hill project from Hideo Kojima, Guillermo del Toro, and Norman Reedus, have been circulating primarily from the website Rely on Horror, which claimed to have multiple sources corroborating Konami's Silent Hill intentions. This morning, C.J. Melendez, reporting for Rely on Horror, shared a statement the website received directly from Konami. Melendez wrote, According to a North American PR representative for Konami, recent Silent Hill rumors, quote, are not true. Then Melendez continues the quote, writing, We're aware of all the rumors and reports, but can confirm that they are not true. I know it's not the answer your fans may want to hear, said the Konami USPR rep. 
We asked the Konami USPR rep for some clarification on the company's claim that the rumors were false, asking if both the reported Silent Hill reboot by SIE Japan Studio with Toyama, Ito, and Yamaoka on board, as well as the separate Silent Hills revival that Sony is allegedly pitching to Kojima Productions, are both not true. No response was received after a week of follow-ups. The initial response about the rumors was received within an hour of our first email. So that's where the Silent Hill rumors are right now. Konami is denying them. In terms of the wait time Rely on Horror is currently experiencing after their follow-up question, I honestly wouldn't read too much into that. As someone who has probably hundreds of outgoing emails asking for clarification on rumors that have never received replies, it's really one of those situations where regardless of what kind of reply a company offers, whether it's confirmation of the rumor or a denial, there is something that can be read into it that will create a story, which is something that, you know, these companies in question, they don't want. So many just adopt either the standard, we don't comment on rumors and speculation response, or they just don't reply at all, which frankly, I, I totally understand. For what it's worth, I would love for these rumors to be true. I would love a return to Silent Hill with modern visuals. If I were Konami, I think my approach would be to look at the Resident Evil 2 and the upcoming 3 remake and try to emulate that success with a remake of Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 1 has been remade already, but Silent Hill 2 is generally considered the best in the series. It would be a great, admittedly expensive, way to test the waters for a full Silent Hill return. Or maybe I just selfishly want a Silent Hill 2 remake because it's my favorite one. Photo mode for Death Stranding is not a PC-exclusive feature. When Kojima Productions and 505 Games announced its intention to bring Death Stranding to PC, it also noted that that version, the PC version, would include a photo mode, which prompted the question of whether or not the PS4 version would also be getting a photo mode, and Hideo Kojima confirmed this morning that it is coming. Kojima tweeted, Today's good news. Death Stranding PC version photo mode will be also implemented for PS4 version as many of you requested. We are doing the final checks right now and trying to make it happen at the end of this month's update. That is good news, and honestly, you know, maybe not worth a dedicated full segment as I have given it here, but it is just wild to play Death Stranding right now amidst all the self-quarantining and fear of COVID-19 as we rely on delivery services to bring us necessities. That's basically what Death Stranding is about. People willfully quarantining themselves to avoid the danger of the world outside. Death Stranding has a pretty optimistic ending where everyone is able to come together in the end, so hopefully we will experience a similar unity soon. Here's what released today. After being in beta twice, Bleeding Edge from Ninja Theory, the creators behind games like DMC Devil May Cry and Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, is officially out today for Xbox One and PC. It's already on your account if you pay for Game Pass. It's a weird one that is trying something different. It's like a third-person Overwatch that focuses on melee combat, which is Ninja Theory's specialty. I dabbled with it, and I like the style, but we'll have to wait and see if it finds its audience. I think it's out there the audience, but I think they're also really satisfied with being able to shoot guns at their enemies in Overwatch. This is the perfect kind of game for Game Pass, where it already has a built-in player base that will probably, at the very least, give it a shot. 
Vampire the Masquerade Coteries of New York is a weird one that I actually had to research a little bit because I was a little confused by it. But in any case, it is out today on Nintendo Switch, and it will be out on PS4 tomorrow. It is a game that originally released on PC late last year. Here's why I was confused by it. Vampire the Masquerade is a popular tabletop game and an established world, and it inspired two games in the past, Vampire the Masquerade Redemption in 2000, and a game called Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, the latter of which is well-liked and considered a cult classic. When it released in 2004, it was well-regarded for its impressive approach to player choice, but it was a technical mess. Recently, developer Hardsuit Labs and publisher Paradox Interactive announced a sequel was in the works, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, and people are very excited about it because Bloodlines is one of those games many think deserves a sequel, but those folks also assumed it would never happen because Bloodlines is really a cult classic. It is the prime example of a cult classic. So when I saw today's release, Coteries of New York, I thought, oh, this must be affiliated with Bloodlines 2, maybe a small release that bridges the gap between Bloodlines 1 and 2. But as near as I can tell, outside of both games taking place in the vampire masquerade universe, the two are completely unrelated. Honestly, feels like a bit of a missed opportunity to not have the two games overlap in terms of story, at least a little bit. Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution is out today on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. It released on Switch last year. It is an updated version of the 2015 Yu-Gi-Oh! game of the same name. Yu-Gi-Oh! is one of those series that I've made the mistake of brushing off as being no longer relevant in the past, but all it takes is one Yu-Gi-Oh! fan being present to tell you that. The Yu-Gi-Oh! community is thriving, and it is still one of the best digital card games out there. Yu-Gi-Oh! still has a, a dedicated fan base in a big way. And speaking of card games, Gwent, the dedicated Witcher spin-off card game, is out today for Android devices. It has been in beta for some time, but today marks its official release on the new platform. And it's free, so you can go download it if you're an Android user right now. Also, it's not out today. It's been out for a few years, but Child of Light is free on PC today via Uplay, Ubisoft's game distribution service. It's a charming little RPG that has a great look. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 
I teased yesterday about being able to offer some impressions for an unreleased thing, and that unreleased thing is the upcoming Control DLC, The Foundation. The DLC releases on Thursday, March 26th for PlayStation 4 and PC. I commiserated a few days ago about how I had bought the game on Xbox One, which meant I would have to wait to play the DLC, which I still think is a bummer, but full disclosure, I received a PC copy of the game from 505 Games, and they also provided me with a save file that jumped me to the end of the game, which is an important qualifier because the Foundation DLC takes place after the end of Control, so you need to have beaten the game if you want to access it when it releases on Thursday. And all of that leads to the question, should you pick it up on Thursday? The short answer is yes, if you liked Control. It's more Control, and it extends the story a little bit. I have cooled in general on excitement surrounding DLC over the years just because I find they generally underwhelm. But some of my favorite DLC of all time are the episodes that were added to Alan Wake. Those extended the story and did some strange, unexpected things within the context of the Alan Wake world. In terms of Remedy games, Alan Wake is is probably my favorite, and Control has the most in common with Alan Wake, and there are even teases within Control that it is connected to the world of Alan Wake, so I had high hopes for Control's DLC episodes, and this first one is good. In a simplified way, it offers more Control, which is a good thing. There is a new underground area to explore, new encounters, and you get a new ability that lets you eject rock formations out of walls to create platforms, or you can use them to attack enemies. I enjoyed just having a new area to explore and new enemies to fight. I got stuck figuring out where to go next on a few occasions, thanks to Control's still not great map system, but overall the map has been improved across the entire game. It's still more difficult to parse than I would like, But Remedy made improvements to the map system that makes it more readable in general, and that extends to the entire game. So if you've been scared to start Control because you hear the map system is bad, if you were to start playing on Thursday for the first time, even without playing the DLC, know that the map system is better than it has been. In terms of story, Control is opaque and hard to follow, and the foundation is no different, but there are some character elements I liked. The protagonist, Jesse Faden, is getting more comfortable in her new role, and over the course of the DLC, she speaks with more and more confidence, and even feels comfortable enough to make some jokes. They're never particularly good jokes, but I like that she makes them, and I also like how her confidence affects the last bit of the DLC as she is forced to make potentially reckless decisions in order to maintain that air of confidence and confirm to everyone around her that she has earned the position that she essentially fell into. I won't go into too much detail to avoid spoilers, but there is one optional mission related to a film camera and a train that, when the opportunity presents itself, I would highly recommend you pursue. Or, if you're not particularly interested in playing the DLC, just Google the Foundation Control Train in a few days. It's a very cool sequence that really caught me off guard in the best way. Overall, the Foundation doesn't really change control in any radical way, and the new abilities you unlock, while cool, are really isolated to the one area where the Foundation takes place. If you liked Control and want a good excuse to play more, see where the story goes next, and get a good tease for what the next potential chapter in Control will look like, whether that story is just the remainder of the DLC or a full sequel in the future, hopefully, the Foundation is worth checking out. 
It doesn't change the formula established by Control in any radical way, but it's a well-implemented extension of the base game. And I liked it. That's it for gaming news today. Along with the Control DLC impressions, I was also fully planning on sharing my Half-Life Alex impressions, but I just could not get the game up and running last night, at least not well. I was worried about getting my Oculus Quest to communicate with Steam, but I don't think that was the problem. I got the game up and running, and let me tell you, that loading screen looks fantastic, as did the new VR Valve logo. Those things were great. But once I entered the game, it was stuttering every few steps. So I could make progress, but in VR, stuttering is just unacceptable. So I had to shut it all down and try to troubleshoot. So I, I have no impressions, unfortunately, and I'm trying to see if I can track down some RAM because I think that might be the problem. I am still very excited to play, though. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at GamingRideHome, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. I'm currently accepting technical help for my Half-Life Alex issues. If you're an expert in PC gaming and you want to tell me exactly what I'm doing wrong so I can play that dang thing, shoot me a message. I'll read it. And uh, please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator. I'm playing through Black Mesa right now, so I'm just all in on Half-Life. I got Half-Life Alex going on in the background, and I got Black Mesa going on in the foreground. And you can find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow, and fingers crossed, I will tell you what I think of Half-Life Alex. 